This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Uh, We turn now to one of the biggest election issues, hydro rates. The Fraser Institute has crunched the numbers and found that Ontario's residential electricity costs spiked 71% between 2008 and 2016, far outpacing the 34% average seen across the country. Large industrial users in Toronto had a 53% jump, and those in Ottawa saw a 46% increase, and that is compared to an average increase of 14% for the rest of Canada. Now, bearing in mind that the Fraser Institute is a right-wing Think Tank, this report argues that those soaring electricity costs are a result of poor government policies. Certainly a lot of people would agree with that. I would like to hear from you. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And right now, let's go to Ken Green, the Senior Director of Natural Resource Studies at the Fraser Institute. Hello. Good morning. Uh, good afternoon here, but uh, yes. <laughs> yep, we're, no problem. Uh, so uh, which policies in particular uh, would you say led to these dramatic increases? Well, it was a gradual progression of choices that were made, starting with the decision to phase out coal-based uh, electricity generation. Uh, but then uh, which started coal with being a low-cost energy source of the time. That started the process of, of increasing Ontario's energy uh, costs, electricity costs. But it really kicked in with the creation of the uh, Green Energy Act, with the implementation of the Green Energy Act, which um, continued the phase out of, of coal, uh, but then uh, bungled the, the build out of natural gas to back it up, back up wind and solar power, uh, and then put on wind and solar power at higher than. Um, commercial rates. So they're guaranteed uh, that their, their power will be taken and they'll be paid at a higher rate than you would in a, in a competitive energy market. And those things together, uh, all those things together showed up in a new part of your electricity bill called the Global Adjustment. Mm-hmm. And in the Global Adjustment, what we found in one study is that only 7% of the electricity in Ontario is generated by renewable sources like wind and solar, but it accounts for 30% of the Global Adjustment's cost. Mm-hmm. So, so it was the it was the overall process of changing from coal to renewables that caused the increase in power prices. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the renewables aren't giving us a big part of the power. No, that's right. Uh, uh, because they, they are by definition um, uh, intermediate. They're, they're um, unreliable in the sense that they they're they're intermittent sources of power. And in the case of wind, as we showed in, in a different study that we talk about in this essay collection, um, the wind power is generated at times when Ontarians aren't really using that much power. So it's when they're already at, when they're at work and not at home and not uh, heating. And so 
they actually have a situation where Ontario generates too much electricity, and you can't just store, you can't store it, and so they sell it down into the states uh, at a loss, uh, subsidizing essentially subsidizing Americans to use Ontario's wind energy. Uh, how much of it uh, would you say are a result of uh, the type of the the green energy contracts as? separate from the decision to uh, phase out coal? Um, I, well, I, I think we, we would say that um, uh, they were both important elements of what led to the price increases. But because natural gas prices dropped so, so sharply as they did in the United States, um, I would say that more of the blame is on the Green Energy Act than on the, the coal phase out. Um, because coal would have phased out probably anyway based on price, if you actually had an electricity system that was run based on the cost of fuels, as happened in the United States, which is why the United States is, is uh, doing better than Canada on greenhouse gas reductions uh, and, and other environmental um, indicators uh, with, with, that relate to power production. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, this is a tough question because you, like everybody else, uh, uh, probably have not seen those contracts. But do you have a sense of what it would take should another party get into power uh, to fix this? Yes, we, it's true. We, I haven't seen the, the actual contracts themselves, but the, I think the pricing is understood. Uh, and, and has uh, considerably higher than you would source from natural gas or something like that. But um, we did a we did an essay several years ago uh, with a legal uh, a legal scholar uh, who pointed out that, um, that governments can cancel previous government obligations. Right, so you can't one government can't be bound by yeah. the previous one. Really, uh, that's right. And parliament parliament is the ultimate. Um, uh, arbiter of those decisions. So you could have an act of, of the parliament or, or the legislature that basically says we're either phasing out these contracts or we're going to change their terms or cancel them. Um, there, that is, there is legal precedent for that in Canada and also constitutional grounds for that in Canada. Um, the question is whether there is the political will to do so and to take the consequences that would come in terms of moving forward when companies have doubts about whether you'll stick to your contracts. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, let's take a couple of calls. We've got Ron in Burlington. Hi, Ron. Hi, how are you? Thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go I've, I've made, I want to make three points. I think I can safely say that most of the listeners today all agree that Ontario's green energy plan is a colossal flop. It's just bad, incompetent policy. Number two, uh, this is what really galls me the most. Premier Wynne is constantly, uh, it's nauseating to the point that she's always talking about our grandchildren and future children, even the unborn. Well, I just find it disgusting that she created, she, her and her group of people running this province, created this problem with the high cost of electricity. Now, the numbers I'm quoting, forgive me if they're not right on the nose, but I'm told, including interest, this 25% reduction in your hydro bill is going to cost future generations $45 billion more. 
to me, and I'm not, I'm not virtue signaling here, that to me is morally wrong. A lot of people uh, feel the same way. I think the number is 44, so you're pretty close. Okay. <laughs> What's a billion here and there in Ontario? Anyhow, that's all I really wanted to say. I want to leave time for other people to vent. Okay. <laughs> the venting is right. Okay, okay thanks thank for you. your call. Let's go to Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill. Hi. The one thing, and I talk to my uh, MPP, Arthur Potts, about this quite often, uh, the mismanagement, it's absolutely unbelievable. But they'll always tell you that Bonnie Lasek doesn't know what she's talking about. Bonnie Lasek, the, uh, the Auditor General. Auditor General. Who's, who, who's uh, they? Uh, Arthur Platt. Uh, yeah, well, he's a Liberal MPP. Oh, but everybody that, that has an opinion that differs from theirs, they're wrong. But it's all you have to watch is Bonnie Lasek on, uh, on uh, the agenda. Well, on wherever she she's... The, the, the accounting breakdown that they, they brought in now to get this hydro discount, to hide the money and take the debt off the books so we don't see it, it's a bloody shell game she's created. That's how devious this government is. It's bigger than hydro. They're lying criminals. They have to go. Okay, I'm not sure if they're criminals, but uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you don't know, uh, yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's maybe a bit strong, but Bill, thanks for your call. Uh, yeah, um, beyond the whole hydro uh, problem, uh, Bonnie Lissick, the Auditor General, has taken issue with the way the government is doing its accounting and saying that it does not give us an accurate picture of the debt. Uh, let's go to Ron in Pefferlaw. Hello, Ron. Hello. Go ahead. You're on the air. Okay, thank you. Yes, um, I'm going to uh, comment on your hydro thing there. Uh, my hydro be thirty-eight dollars a month. It used until, to be until uh, until the uh, wind government gave me all these breaks. Now my hydro bill is fifty-eight dollars a month. Okay, that still sounds doesn't sound too bad to me. <laughs> yeah, I know because I'm a very very uh, I'm, I conserve my hydro a lot. So uh, I have gas fireplace, gas hot water tank. Uh, up here, the uh, the people up here are just they're just they're just uh, suffering so much on account of the hydro bills. And uh, you managed to organize your life so you're not. That's uh, uh, that's a, a practical solution, I'd say. Yeah, but uh, still. And I just want to make one one more comment. Uh, I heard your post on the radio a little while ago, and nobody's ever ever. I have a four one six phone number, and nobody's ever polled me. Never. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I hope the pollsters are listening. Uh, call Ron and Pefferlaw. Okay. Thank you, Ron. Okay. Let's take one more. We've got Sharon in Hamilton. Hello, Sharon. Hello, Libby. How are you today? Fine. How are you? Good. Um, Kathleen kept saying that she was um, going to raise the um, the power, and she she doesn't keep her promises. Okay. And what I don't like is when she when she first when she first started out to be leader of the liberals, she, she got she got caught stealing out of stealing. No, uh, I I don't think so. Um, uh, uh, Sharon, um, thanks for your call. Uh, okay. Um, Back to Ken Green. So it looks like uh, this is, it has been an issue here over years. 
Um, I'm not sure if specifically uh, it's going to be a big thing in the election uh, because it seems to be the election is about Kathleen Wynne herself. But um, uh, what would you tell people in terms of, uh, you know, just how to deal with this problem? Because obviously it's going to be a legacy and and, uh, everybody is still going to be paying for these hydro rate cuts. Right. Um, what I would say is that um, uh, I like to take a problem-solving approach to things. So I think what's important is we figure out, which we have, the root cause of the price increases, which is the overall program of moving to renewables um, away from reliable and lower-cost sources of generation like coal or natural gas. Um, because people were misled, right? They were told we're going to do wind and solar instead of fossil fuels. And it can never be that way because you can't store that power. So you always wind up overbuilding your electricity system. And that's what happens. You have both gas backup plants as well as the wind and solar power. And you wind up in a, what I would call a subsidy death spiral, which is you, you pay more for the wind power than you would pay for regular natural gas power. Um, and then you have to pay the natural gas plants to not generate power when they're idling. And the spiral goes like, just like wind turbines. It goes around and around and around, uh, and the consumer just sees nothing but increasing costs of power um, over time. So unwinding that move to a, um, a redundant power system and getting it down to one that is um, sufficient and reliable and affordable I think needs to be the focus of the government. I think that probably does need to start with uh, the question of power contracts for renewables as well as the government plans uh, to continue along the road of phasing out fossil fuels, natural gas, and in favor of uh, wind and solar power, which uh, are portrayed as renewable, but uh, because it must be backed up, even that portrayal is not correct. Okay. Ken Green from the Fraser Institute. Thanks so much for that. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, we're taking another break. And when we come back, we're talking about the weather. How did you fare in the ice storm? And guess what? Flood warnings all over the place. We're going to talk about how you can protect yourself and uh, also want to know how you've been managing. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.